0: welcome to this episode of athletic training chat on this episode we have evan Kraft, who is an athletic trainer with the very recent super bowl winning kansas city chiefs Uh, i have a unique connection to evan in that i was his preceptor um clinical instructor whatever it was called back about 10 years ago when we were at the university of kansas together so evan and i haven't really stayed in touch well, but this was a great opportunity to catch up and also just talk about his career progression and how he went from working a lot of track and field when we were at Kansas to ultimately making it to the NFL and working with a Super Bowl winning team. Evan's got some unique insights and just some really good takes on how you can get from where you are to wherever you want to be and how that all potentially balances out in the process. So there's a lot of good information to take away from this episode. As always, we're brought to you Empowered by Mueller Sports Medicine. Uh, like we've said in pretty much every episode, really appreciate what this um, group of people does for us and just the profession. And I know you're in the slowdown now. Uh, if you've got times or you've got ideas or you've got things that you want to tweak and adjust, I know they'd be willing to hear it and work to try and come up with something that would help us all out as athletic trainers. And without further ado, enjoy this episode. Athletic Training Chat. We are on with Evan Kraft of the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl-winning athletic training staff. Um, we're going to be talking career progression today, and just some ideas there. And Evan and I go way back, which makes me feel old saying this now. It's been ten years about eight to ten years since we spent some quality time with Kansas uh, track and field uh, and doing that whole thing um, there but um, yeah Evan's had a unique rise to where he is now and we're going to talk about how he got there and some ideas to take away from that so with that I'll turn it over to you Evan to give a little bit more background on yourself and
1: yeah so um I was a undergraduate student at KU University of Kansas um I worked track for probably, I think, over the course of two years, probably a full year.
0: Uh, Honestly, you were there a
1: lot. Yeah. Um, I also worked football, and I did some time at uh, Free State High School. Um, and I think I was the last. We were the last class of the two-year athletic training program huh? at KU, and then I transitioned to a three-year, and now it's it's – Everybody's switching over to the masters. But after I graduated from KU, I went to grad school at Iowa State. Uh, I worked football there for two years. Um, and then from there, I went to East Carolina University full time and worked football there for a year. Uh, and then in the summer of 2013, I got hired here in Kansas City with the Chiefs. And I've been here ever since. Just finished my seventh season. Um, literally, just finished the seventh <laughs> season like two weeks ago. Yep. Um, so it's it's been a lot of football over the last ten years, um, but this is kind of where I found my niche, and I've I've kind of ran with it. So yeah, that's that's pretty much where we're at. So. Um, but, yeah, I, I obviously our connection, we've known each other for a while now. Yeah. Um, probably the first time we've
0: talked in – probably since you were at Iowa State.
1: Uh, I, w- I remember seeing you at convention.
0: Fair. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't remember what year that was. Probably St. Louis because that was the only one I've gone to. In yeah, yeah.
1: Unless we it was – a... I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Unless it was Houston,
1: but I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah. they all they all run together yes you know? yes they do <laughs> um, but yeah so
0: so as far as career progression, I um, don't oh, know wanted to kind of go back and start with this one like I thought I wanted to be football from undergrad that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work big time football, whether yeah. it be Legion, you know potentially get up to the NFL you know a lot of people right wrong or otherwise, and I don't have any strong opinion on this? You know that to some, especially students, that's like the pinnacle of mm-hmm. you know the traditional athletic training, is working pro sports, right? To some degree,
1: mm-hmm.
0: was that always your goal? Is to get to with the Kansas City Chiefs or
1: no? And it it, it was weird because I never really I didn't have a huge aspiration to work in the NFL um, initially, especially like coming out of undergrad. I didn't really think that because I'd never done an I never did a summer internship. I never did a season long internship. Yep. Um, so I really didn't think that, um, even coming out of undergrad and grad school that I had a way to, to get in. Um, and so my goal was always to be a head athletic trainer in division one football okay. when I was just coming out of school, um, and as I got going and started to know a few more people and and get to know and, and work with, you know, mentors like Murphy and Mark Coberly that are really well connected in the profession and, um, have really taught me a lot about just everything in general. Um, it started to become a little bit more real. And then I literally got a phone call. Um, in the winter, it was probably the winter of 20, yeah, winter of 2013, uh, from my current uh, boss, Rick Burkholder, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm coming to Kansas City. Are you interested? In, I, I'm creating a position. Would you be interested in, in being an entry-level assistant? I was like, oh, well, I mean, absolutely. This is, you know, I kind of, I grew up, basically grew up here. My mom's from here um and it was it was the rest is history so uh, when it comes along like that um, and obviously my my former boss mark uh, and rick went to grad school together so the connections there there you um, go okay and mark was kind enough to to pass my name along and you know put me in that position so i I owe everything to both of those guys um, for, for putting me in the position that I'm in now. But it was definitely not a, not a traditional path, I guess you could say to, to getting to professional sports.
0: Yeah. Cause that was going to be kind of the question and you kind of answered it already is, you know, did, had you come across Rick before um, in just kind of your progression, but tying it in with Mark, because even I, I, haven't kept as good of tabs on you, but like Eastern Carolina, I'm guessing that was because another former KU employee was out there.
1: Yeah. Yep. So uh, Jake yep. Jake Moore was uh, used to be an assistant at KU, and then he was he became the head athletic trainer at East Carolina. Um, and that position opened up right after I got out of grad school, and that was that was an easy spot for me to to work into because I had worked with Jake. I'd yep. been a student of Jake's. Uh, and so that was a that was a a great position for me to start, you know, as a as a full-time assistant.
0: So then what is your take on the kind of the old adage is it's not always what you know, it's who you know.
1: So in my in my experience, I mean obviously that's that's how i I got here um, but I give a lot of credit to you know Rick because he has he's always had his his foot basically in my behind to be as 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 good as I can be and not not just utilize you know not just utilize your connections and everything and and actually learn and be good at what you do and, and add all the tools to your toolbox to be a better, a better clinician. So it's, you know, I'm a product of the, who, you know, not what you know, but I also believe that what I know did help my name get passed along, you know, to, to, to put me in this position
0: right and so I guess if you were to have advice for somebody that's potentially looking to work their way up the ranks however those are defined what would be some key things
1: so I I would say don't be afraid to to network and I try and like if people reach out to me on social media or LinkedIn or, or any platform, I try and respond to every question that anybody has, no matter who it is. You know, if it's a if it's a student, if it's a master's student, if it's somebody that's interested in internships, I always try to respond to them because I think that's that's huge. Like if kids aren't afraid to network, if students aren't afraid to network, um, I think that's big because that's that that takes a lot of courage to do that, especially um, in today's society. Like a lot of kids, just don't have that initiative um, to to really break through that. But I encourage kids to to just go out and ask questions and introduce yourself. And I love I love meeting young athletic trainers, and I love working with our our interns and trying to teach them everything they can they can soak up about about what this is And it's fun to see them you know take it take that and run with it too when they when they realize like oh this is this isn't as bad as people make it out to be like you know like asking questions is actually not that hard and right so yeah so it's 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 cool to do that and i try to be as 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 helpful in in communication as i can too i don't i don't think it's i don't i don't think you need to bring ego into the equation especially when we're trying to foster this profession and and grow it as a whole absolutely yeah
0: do you have any like best practices for younger professionals not that either one of us or extremely old by any means um, or, you know, students looking to go into it. Cause I've got to imagine, I just, I know some of the emails I get that are written like it was, they were sending me a Snapchat message <laughs> where it's just like respond, wanting to respond back and be like, just reread this and think about how this might come off to someone you've never met and you're right. asking something wrong. Right. right. And try so and just, if you've run into you know or have some guidelines that yeah
1: obviously are going to elicit a better response from you then hey what do i yeah. need to do so i i like if somebody were, like if somebody were to send me something like that or you get you get resumes and cover letters sometimes oh, yeah. that are addressed to the wrong person <laughs> and i just i just kindly respond and say i don't know that you intended to send it to the person listed in your cover letter or your your resume or your email um, yeah. and just kindly remind them that like, hey, you you I know you're probably going through 50 different people to send this to, but just make sure that you know that you're sending it to Joel or you're sending it to Evan or or whoever right. and address it as such. Cause it's that's the start of your of your interview process basically is is that that's the first impression that people see of, of Absolutely. you. So it's gotta be, you know, as much as you want to say, Hey, you know, I'm throwing this one away because it wasn't a, you know, but yeah, I, I like to take that as a, as a teaching opportunity and that's, oh, that's good. let the, let the person know that, you know, Hey, I don't think that was meant for me. You, you should probably <laughs> go back and, and correct it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how much that still happens no matter what. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I'll, I, I've done it uh, once or twice on my own, so I I'm, I know how it goes when you're trying to, especially like the grad school stuff, when you're trying to apply for 10 different GA spots and you're sending resumes to 10 different people, it's, yep. it can be confusing. But it learned, it teaches you how to. Pay attention to detail and take the extra time to to do the right thing and, and send it to the right person.
0: On just anything you can do to personalize it, you know, even if they're mm-hmm. asking questions, like to acknowledge that. I mean, unless they're under a rock and going to send you a message in the near future, that you know that you just won the Super Bowl or that you know you've mm-hmm. been up for a little while, like that little bit of homework goes such a long way Yeah, acknowledge that they're, it, they're not just taking a question and email blasting it to <laughs> a thousand people. Yeah. Or, you know, they're truly trying to get something out of it that makes it so much easier. At least I'm from the, anything I've had to take the time to really want to respond to all.
1: Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and that's, again like if you it, that that means more to me too like if you take the time to do something like that then mm-hmm. i'll take the time and and respond to you if if you're if you really because that that shows to me that you mean business when you're when you're doing that so. right kind of going back to career progression
0: um we kind of talked about the you know and how that's obviously beneficial did you find anything that was useful in the kind of the what you know? Like, obviously, in grad school, you're trying to consume the grad school part of it. But then beyond that, and even in your current role now, you, know, you said, Rick, it is on your case to always get better. Has <laughs> there been anything, you know, education-wise and you know, certification, which feels like it's becoming a dirty word because people, yeah. you don't need them. And, you know, whatever, it may be, you know, letters, yeah I'll find your name but anything that you found to be the most impactful for you or you think that might have helped your career progression I know having ART for me one time helped me land a job because it made sense for what the role was
1: but yeah, um so there's a t- there's just there's so much out there right now that yep. you can we always talk about uh you know everybody has a toolbox and you're trying to stuff that toolbox with as much as you can to yep. be, you know, cause you're, if you're dealing with, you know, at our level, you're dealing with some of the best athletes in the world. You want to have like a NASCAR pit box in your toolbox. So you want to yep. have everything that you can. But for me, um, it really started in undergrad and grad school, And really the, the autonomy thing was huge. Like, especially as it's, and it really, it started with you guys. Like it started with you and and Rosie as GAs. Um, But like you have that huge track team, men's and women's, and you have so many people. It's just the two of you, but you have students you can rely on. Like you guys let us go evaluate kids and, just tell you what was going on and like as a GA they were like yeah just go you know you got to go get your hands on people and, and know what exams feel like and know what's kind of the standard for this and that and as that progresses you know throughout your career you start to form a system with it really and you start to get really good at it And not only does that not only does that help you just in evaluation skills but it also helps you in treatment skills and then now you can throw in you know different soft tissue modalities whether it be dry needling or grassed or ART or um you know you've got all kinds of stuff now cupping and and what have you but that all everything kind of works synergistically as long as you have a really good base knowledge and you've you've really done a good job of you know, understanding and building your foundation. That's probably the most important thing. Like you have a great, as long as you have a great foundation, the stuff that you add in only makes you better. And it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter if you've got alphabet soup behind your name or not. Like as long as you have a really good foundation and you build off of that and then kind of synergistically with that, being able to, teach that to the people that you're working with. So can I explain to a guy, if he rolls his ankle, what happened? How does that affect him? What are we going to do? What's, what treatment are we going to do? Why are we going to do this treatment? What rehab are we going to do? Why are we going to do this rehab and why is this going to help him get back to where he was? Um, so that's, those are all really important pieces in the total picture. Um, but like i said it's it goes back to to having a really good foundation so if you don't have that you can take all these courses and spend all this money and you're really just kind of just throwing it into the wind and see if it see if it flies but if you don't have that foundation then you're you're out of luck so how have you
0: maintained and i don't I've worked in Division One, different sports than football, and I know always the perception around football, even in Division One, is just you know the MRI in quotes everything. If you're listening to this and not watching it, um, I'm assuming you know, obviously you guys have team physicians and whatnot where you're at, a lot lot of resources. How would you balance that foundation and that base knowledge and all these different things? with all those resources? Cause just playing kind of some way devil's advocate is guy rolls his ankle or we, you know, we can do all the clinical tests, but are we ultimately going to go and get imaging done anyway, just so we're all knowing and for sure. And I don't know if that actually happens or not, but how do you kind of balance that in in your role to hold on to those foundational things?
1: So I still, you know, I, I I ultimately know that you've got all those resources there in the end, right? And you're you're gonna have a diagnosis from a physician, and whether that's confirmed with imaging or not. But we still have, you know, I still want to be able to do that exam. I still want to be able to see how, you know, what an interior drawer feels like and what a yep. lockman's test feels like and a pivot. Should, you know, I still want to be able to do that and our Physicians are really good about that too. And they, they say, yeah, if you want to, you know, you can feel this after I do a special test or something, you know, they're, they're, they're great with us. And sometimes when they're not here, we're the ones that have to perform that evaluation and report back to them. So it's not, you know, ultimately they're going to be seen, but we may be the the first line Mm -hmm. uh, of people that sees them. So our clinical skills are still being used. Um, even though your your resources are going to be used on the back end, you still have to have a little bit of something to report back to you, to whether it's Rick or our, our head team physician.
0: Gotcha. So these are more just curiosity questions that I have now. Uh, oh, yeah. Interprofessional work. Uh, we were talking earlier just about a common – Former colleague of mine and you know current colleague of yours, uh, who's a chiropractor and ART practitioner. I don't know what else you guys have on staff, physical therapists or otherwise. In terms of that, like how has that work? You know, where I'm at currently, we have a chiropractor that comes in to help us out from every once in a while, uh, which we really enjoy. We work our our team physician, but we don't have a PT on staff, right. um, and nor will we probably ever at the rate we're going but it's a different level of things like how has that been again kind of figuring that out and you know where everybody kind of fits within the bigger team
1: yeah so it's I mean I can't I can't obviously speak for every team but with with in our situation it's 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 great Um, you know we, we all try to work collaboratively so if there's something that like you know if there's something that I can't figure out that maybe TJ knows a little bit more about, maybe it's a manipulation or something I can bounce ideas off of him. He's great with showing us stuff. Um, if we're not comfortable doing something then he can, he can handle it. Um, but it's, it's really, it's a collaborative effort, um, both with amongst chiropractors, massage therapists, um, We we have a PT on staff. Every every NFL team is required to have a PT on staff, and she works right alongside with us um, every day. So I mean, it's it's just one collaborative effort, basically.
0: Do you guys strategically at all, and maybe you don't like have areas of focus in quotes for lack of a better description, like? TJ, just I keep going back to you know is an instructor or was slash is still a, an instructor through active release technique. Mm-hmm. So that was always kind of our thing when I was with him years ago. was like I was okay, like I took the course, yeah. like I knew yeah. what I was doing. So this is a guy that like makes his living off of doing this, like and then teaches it. So obviously, like I would consider him kind of the master of it. Right, I'm proficient, but not to that level. So if there was just something I and the timing worked out to be like, Hey, I'm just going to have you wait to see the guy that is really freaking good at this. Yeah. Um, but if you guys yeah. on that as a staff at all, you know, to not, you know, you have a big toolbox, but maybe some of your guys' tools are a little shinier than others. <laughs> yeah. Is there whatever so, the
1: yeah. Of yeah. Um, we, we try and do if we do like a continuing education thing, uh, we try and do it all together. So okay. we all know, so we all know the skill. Um, uh, there was there was a time that I think we were doing dry needling that we some of us took different courses than others. So the way that maybe uh, Julie, who's our physical therapist athletic trainer on staff, does it is a little bit different than the way I was taught. Okay, a little bit different than the way uh, David, who's another assistant, was, was taught. So there's some stuff that has wrinkles to it, but as a whole, we try and we all try and stay uh, uniform on that. So that if somebody comes to me, I don't have to pass them along and, and we can all work as a group. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's easier for us that way that, that we all have the knowledge uh, sure. to do it so that we can all just get it done and it kind of expedites things for us too.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. What else did I miss? Anything in terms of career progression that you want to talk about? Um, Given your Natom post about getting your MPI number, yeah,
1: yeah. make sure you get your MPI. Uh, post a picture of it. That'd be yes. great. Um, No, I, I think I think one of the one of the biggest things I've learned too, in addition to um, not just all the extra continuing education stuff, is just taking care of people. Um, I guess if I can make a point about anything, it's 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 really that uh, these guys are all. You see so many people from different backgrounds in this in this profession and, and from different countries, even at, at different socioeconomic backgrounds, and it's it's all about them. And I think sometimes that uh, in our profession, with the addition of sports science and there's so many things floating around now that are that are really trendy, and and we're kind of losing the the focus on on what what our whole purpose is, and that's taking care of people. Um, and I think that's probably the that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned in the last ten years uh, of being an athletic trainer is is you're there to serve the people. Um, and you really got to take that to heart. And I think, you know, you can have all the, all the fancy stuff and all the fancy gizmos and gadgets and GPS and know everything. And if you can't really convey it to somebody, then it's not really worth much. Um, but the, the better relationships you can build with the people that you work with, and, and I'm not just saying athletes, I'm saying sure. coaching staff, I'm yeah. saying, other people in your building, your administrators, um, it's, it, it really, it can, it can really make your, your workplace special. Um, so yeah, there's another little piece of advice I guess I've learned.
0: Yeah. You took one of my questions at the end, but I'm asking to you later anyway. Um, (laughs) One more before we get into those kind of five questions we ask everybody, um, you kind of referenced it, you know, the sports science stuff, just, out of more of a curiosity, like strength and conditioning wise and sports science wise, I know what I've seen. And especially the division one level and we do even uh, some of it where we're at, um, at a much lower degree, but similar things like, is that big in the NFL or there rules against it with collective bargaining stuff? I just, you know, and how does it working with the strength and conditioning staff, which I know can be interesting in the NFL just because of guys leaving yeah
1: yeah um i don't know that i can really speak on any of it uh just because we so as as far as a as a team approach um we try and just use i i'll I'll speak from from our staff standpoint yeah absolutely Um, um we just do so we try and Follow a lot of um, what am I thinking of here? Kind of movement screening uh, okay. p- procedures. Um, I don't know that I can get into the details of what we use and you're fair and how we use it. Um, but we try and look at how players move um, and and basically use whatever we can to improve their movement. Um, okay. there's a little bit of. Uh, we use some video analysis stuff. Um, we use some app or uh, web-based program stuff. Okay, but we try and kind of break everybody down and and see what segmentally what what we can correct uh, and fix with them if there's any type of, of deficiency. Like I guess I, I I wish I could talk more in detail on here. I don't know that I can, but uh,
0: and I completely I'll just, understand.
1: <laughs> I'll just leave it at that.
0: Uh, Perfect. So. Yeah. Well, you've kind of referenced some of these, but we're still going to ask them. Uh, yeah. Where do you see the athletic training profession going in the next five to ten
1: years? You know, I, I think it's going to go nowhere but up. Um, I think you've got really good leadership uh, at the top. I think uh, Tori's done a phenomenal job with – I mean, I can't I, – I, the NATA does so much for, for its membership. Um, and I firmly believe that, uh, I'm not just saying that to say it. Like I really think that they do, they do a ton for athletic trainers and there's a, sometimes we need to pick up the slack, but I think, I think we're doing a pretty good job of, of keeping everything going in the right direction. Um, I personally like to get involved in, in some of the political stuff um, that's going on, especially within the state of Missouri. Um, mm-hmm. You see it, you see it all over uh, the United States, but it's awesome to see people going and, and getting involved in that, getting involved on social media, and uh, you know, we we have our ceilings pretty high right now, so I think we can I think we can continue to to push that.
0: And we've left it very open ended, which I think is proven to be good for the most yeah. part. and bad in that it's, it goes in 17 different directions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that'll be the, the interesting one. But no, I agree yeah. on NATK. Yeah, I haven't paid my dues and been like, man, where does that money go? Like, <laughs> you get something a lot. For, I think in most of it, you get something tangible out of it, which is yeah. good.
1: Yeah. No question.
0: Um, if you could go back, whether it be your days at KU or just coming straight out of it, what advice would you go back and give yourself as a young athletic
1: trainer? Oh, man. I actually thought about that earlier today I, <laughs> I kind of thought that a question was coming. Yep. Um, man, that's a tough one. Um, I probably, as a student... I probably wish I would have, sp- I, and I know that, you know, you have hour limits and stuff, but I probably wish I would have spent more time in the training room um, and just getting to know everybody like physician, like our, our as a student, your interaction with doctors isn't, isn't the same as it is right. as, a, as a certified. I was actually, it's funny. I was, I as with Dr. Randall, um, mm-hmm. The other day at a dinner, and I said, "You know, the first surgery I ever observed was in 2009, and it was one of your surgeries." He was like, "Really? Who was it?" I was like, "I don't even remember." And <laughs> it was just—it was crazy how it had all come full circle. But right. um, you wish—I you, kind of wish I would have gotten to know a little bit more of the people involved, because as a student, you don't really have that. That access to to those individuals, like you do uh, when you're full time staff. Absolutely. So,
0: what has been one of the most influential resources you found in your career? Oh man,
1: influential resources. Um, probably just your mentors that you have along the way. Um, again, I talk about you guys. I talk about uh, Murph. I talk about Mark and Rick. And mm-hmm. there's so many people, Jake Moore, and there's there's so many people that um, you meet as you go through your career, and people that you don't even work with necessarily. Right? Um, you know that you just talk to and you just sit and it's like, you've not, you know, some people you don't see for a long time and you sit down and talk to them and it's like, you've, you haven't seen them since, you know, an hour ago. So right. that's probably, that's probably what I would say the relationships for sure.
0: Always a good answer. A very yeah. common theme we're finding. Yeah. These. Yeah. If you could go and change or eliminate one thing, it could be a modality, a common practice, a mindset, or whatever you want to set it as in the field of athletic training, what would it be? Hmm. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: the study hours for the BOC. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Study hours for the BOC. No, uh, that, that was, I, I wouldn't eliminate that cause that was, that was an experience too. Yep. So, um,
0: but just clicking through some old files and I found these Jeopardy games that oh yeah. made when we were at KU, yeah. I don't even know if they'll run on a computer anymore. Those things are yeah, running oh, yeah. old, but yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I don't, re- I don't know something I can eliminate the uh some of the some of the grad school reading probably okay you yep. know that one uh there's some stuff that you know i didn't i don't think that i had the time to read 160 pages in two nights uh back in grad school so i would probably i'd probably take that away that's
0: fair that's fair <laughs> Um, then the last one is just what does being an athletic trainer mean to you? Which you have probably already answered a little bit. Yeah. Again.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I, it's about the people, man. It's it's all about the people. It's – I uh, – after we won – I'm going to brag a little bit here on myself, but after we won the Super Bowl, I, I posted a picture of, of myself holding the trophy and then I posted a picture of our team you know, on the stage. And, uh, I said, it's not, you know, to me, it's, it's awesome to sit there and and have that picture, but to see the guys do it is, is really the most inspiring thing to know that, you know, you've watched these guys that you've worked with for seven months, go out and be the absolute best at what they do is really, really awesome. And, and, uh, that's the that's probably the biggest thing to me is is to, to see those relationships that you've had with those guys and see them do that is is really special. So that is cool. It's about the people. Yeah.
0: Well, just kind of in closing, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way is for them to go about doing that? Um,
1: I have uh, a LinkedIn. You just type in my name if you guys want to uh, send me an email. Uh, My email is ecraft at chiefs.nfl.com. I'll try and respond to as many as I can. Um, But, yeah. uh, We'll link all this up. Yeah. Uh, Right. You can go and click on the page. Yep. You can send me uh, Twitter messages, too. I'll answer those. Um, So...
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, me this was awesome.